All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Between the Lines podcast. We're here bringing you episode four. And as always, with my co-host, Aiden Sullivan. Aiden, it's been a tough week, man. Crazy week. It's been absolutely insane. So if, if you didn't know, which would be pretty crazy if you didn't, um, basketball legend Kobe Bryant, unfortunately, tragically passed away uh, Sunday, early Sunday, Sunday morning in, uh, in California. Um, absolutely horrible, man. Um, not just Kobe, his, uh, his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, also passed, along with um, seven other people, I believe, were also on the, the helicopter when it went down. But um, really tough, man. Um, I remember you text, when you, I didn't know until, until you texted me. Um, you texted me pretty early on, like as soon as it broke, right, pretty much? Yeah, as soon as I saw it, I texted you. Yeah, I want to say it was like 2 o'clock or, or so, local yeah. time, Eastern time, and like – I just, dude, I, I don't know, man. It's it's one of those things you're, where I know I'm going to remember exactly where I was when it happened, you know? I mean, I think it's the death that we've ever been a part of, especially with, I mean, just because of social media and everything. Like, I know I saw some people throwing out, like, JFK was the biggest death, and Michael Jackson was pretty big. But mm-hmm. I think just because of social media and everything, I think this is by far the biggest one. I mean. Yeah, man. It's it's definitely, in my, in my uh, lifetime, what I can remember um, – it's it's been it's i don't know man it's it's really stuck that's like that's the first time i cried in a long long time um yeah, it was, when i it's tough when you texted me i remember i just got to the gym um and like uh maybe five minutes before you and you texted me you said you texted me the news and i was like excuse i was like uh, excuse me like you, you, are you serious like you, you you've got to be you got to be joking right and then you're like no like you're serious and you're like no i'm serious and i checked and this I, I thought I legitimately thought it was a joke, like for a long time. Like I mean, people thought that initially too, because TMZ has gotten stuff wrong before. I remember a couple of years ago with Little Wayne; they said that Little Wayne had died. And, and yeah, oh yeah, I remember incorrect. that. But I mean, some of these news uh, networks should be in, should be fined or something with the way they were just like recklessly tweeting out stuff. Like, oh my! I remember God. The, one of the initial ones, even by ABC, tweeted out that Kobe and his four daughters were all on it. It's like. Dude, imagine if you're Kobe's wife just, like, checking Twitter because that's the fastest way to get the news these days. And, like, she sees, like – I mean, obviously, she probably knew because she knows where her daughters are. But maybe, like, another family member, it's, like, can't just – I think everybody's just trying to rush to get their news out first and be, like, the first people to break it. But people's lives are, like, in their hands. It's, like, pretty ruthless to be it's, tweeting out recklessly. Like that. I agree. I think it's it's absolutely disgraceful. It's, like, a rush to be first rather than from a – a humanitarian like i think there's got to be some type of penalty that like comes with it like if you tweet something wrong like that it's like there's got to be some type of punishment because oh, you can't just keep tweeting out recklessly like that if, you, if you're like a, one of in the families of like some of the victims or some of the people involved you could for sure sue abc for like in, a, in the civil court like if if say for example you were for you know, Rick Fox, like remember Rick Fox, like yeah, the news are tweeted out by him. So Rick Fox, yeah. if you didn't know, played uh, played with Kobe, and like among all the the fake news that came out that day was Rick Fox. They're saying that Rick Fox was on the the helicopter when it went down, and Rick Fox actually talked about this um, a couple nights ago on the TNT segment when he was on with like Ernie Johnson and the NBA and TNT crew um, about like how much it like absolutely just wrecked him. Like his whole family was. Of course, like blowing up his phone, like dude, like this can't be yeah. true. I keep alive, but I was like, yeah, like I'm okay, like I'm fine. 
you know, like his fan, like you could, if you wanted to, if the families are in the place to, they could for sure sue. Like absolutely. Just an overall very sad thing, especially for those other seven people on it that aren't getting as much attention, obviously, because they're not in the same place as Kobe Bryant, but just a terrible, terrible thing. Absolute, absolute tragedy. And from what I'm, I'm hearing from like a sports, like I don't like to compare this, but, um, like from what I'm hearing from like I was talking to my parents about it and my parents are big Yankee fans and they remember like like it was yesterday the day Thurman Munson died. This is back in nineteen seventy nine. He was the captain of the Yankees, he was the catcher, and he frequently would fly planes. Um he was flying a plane back to I believe his family was living in Ohio. He didn't want to uproot his family into a plane to York. So he would fly back and forth pretty frequently. So he was flying um back to Ohio and his plane crashed and he unfortunately passed away like in the middle of the season like in the middle of his career. And um, I've heard some people also compare it to, to um, Roberto Clemente too, when he passed, yeah. he, he died um, in, in the off season. I think he was 38 years old. He, he yeah. would frequently do mission trips to various places and stuff. Um, and he, he crashed. He was on a plane when it crashed and, in the Atlantic Ocean. Leaving and then obviously, I think maybe two years ago or last year, Roy Holiday. And Roy Holiday. The plane. Yeah, that but, was another one, man. That, but I just, none of them too. compare. I feel like there are not, none of them are at the level of Kobe. I mean, I just think just his, like, his widespread popularity, even like overseas and everything. He was just such a popular, probably one of the most famous basketball players in the United States for the last couple of years. So. Yeah, definitely an iconic figure, not just in basketball, but in sports. Just, um, like his work ethic, his, his even his mama mentality. It's tough too because of what he's been doing since he's been out of basketball. I mean, he won an Oscar last mm-hmm. year for his short film. Yeah. but he's, he's been he's a pretty talented dude, and he's really taken off in the business side of things. Incredibly smart. And if you watched, uh, I don't know if you watched Detail at all, it with Kobe Bryant. But um, when he was alive, like he had a show on ESPN Plus called Detail, where he would go like into like in depth and analysis into certain NBA players and stuff like. He did stuff like that. Um, also, was a, one of the first, one of, a big investor in Body Armor when before it got bought by Coke. Yeah. Um, incredibly, incredibly smart businessman. Um, cre- one of the smartest, at, like one of the best minds in sports, in my opinion. Um, yeah. I, I, at least tough, in my lifetime that I've seen, it's been it was really, really tough. Um, I was in denial, man, for like a day, day and a half or so, and then I don't know, finally hit me, but. It's, it's fortunately um i know i know we're not part of the family and all but it feels like it's starting to kind of get back to normal like at least a little bit like i mean the world felt like it was standing still set on sunday and monday at least yeah. for me um i i mean it's just i've seen a lot of tweets and stuff too it's like kobe definitely would want everybody to keep moving on like the mamba mentality and stuff i mean it's tough to say now and hindsight and everything but especially with the grieving family, but I think Kobe would want everybody to kind of just keep going on. Yeah, it's, I agree. And it's, it was good. Like I was watching some NBA last night and it's like, there's some really heart, like touching tributes, like the Brooklyn Nets one, for example, they, uh, the viral picture of Kobe and Gigi sitting courtside from, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago um, in Brooklyn, like the viral picture of them, they left those two seats open like nobody could sit in them. They put flowers yeah. in there to honor Kobe, like That's some cool. really touching tributes, and especially in Philly too. A couple of nights ago, they did a really good one. Yeah. Um, then but, obviously the eight and 24 second shot clock violations and yep. stuff has been cool. Yeah. It's been really, really, really awesome. Um, just to see how much of an influence Kobe was on not just basketball players in the NBA, but 
pretty much anybody who's a sports fan, like basically anybody. Like when you when you shoot a freaking when you are throwing something out, you, you don't yell Curry, you don't yell LeBron, you yell Kobe. Like yep, that's always. that's what's something you always always yell Kobe every single time. I've been doing it since I was a, a little kid, and some of my earliest memories of watching the NBA was was Shaq and Kobe. I remember watching them. Um, I don't really remember the 2000 finals where they won the first time. I don't really remember 2001. I remember uh, watching their the NBA finals in 2002 and 2003. Like, my first memories of the NBA were Kobe and Shaq. So, yep. I don't know, man. So it, it, hit me, it hit me hard. It really did. It was tough. But, um, but yeah, we're starting to finally get back into the, sw- uh, the swing of things. Um yeah, let's talk about a positive note. About how about yeah. our plays from last week? Yeah, uh, yeah, we had an awesome week last week. I think we were what nineteen and five overall, something yep. like that. Um, uh, dude, I'm, I'm re- I was red hot. Uh, I don't know what the hell happened, but um, in the NBA, I I was I couldn't miss. I don't know what the hell was happening, <laughs> but uh, gotta ride it. Yeah, you just gotta keep riding the streak, man. Um, I was gonna play on um. On Sunday, I was going to take the Pacers plus three, and then the news about Kobe came out, and I was I couldn't do it. I couldn't bring myself to do it. Um, but yeah, incredible week last week for us, Aiden. Really bounced back. I think we're we're in the we're in the black at least in the, on the podcast. Sure. I think we're up I, like four or five units. As yep, twenty six and twenty since we started. What were we? Twenty six and twenty, 20 since we've started. Twenty six and twenty, and we were like six and fifteen or something like that after exactly. the first two weeks. Big nineteen and five week, humongous week. This is why, guys, it's a it's a long game, not a short game. So you have to understand, like we like I, I we said this in the first podcast. You, we could go. We were like hitting like sixty two percent of our bets the past thirty days, both of us or whatever it was, something like that. And then we had a horrendous two weeks, and then we bounced back with like an unsustainable like seventy five eighty percent of our bets we had last week. So these things can happen. Um, you can get hot, you can get cold. Sometimes you can stay like relatively profitable, but not too hot or too cold like it could happen like streaks happen it's the way gambling works yep let's get into it all right so what do you what do you want to talk about first i say we discuss the super bowl i mean super bowl yeah we got some good stuff all right super bowl discussion from Aiden and myself coming up next you're listening to the between the lines podcast Follow us on Twitter at CJWilliams9595 and at AidenSolvin3 for all of our documented picks. Aiden, Super Bowl. So Chiefs, 49ers, of course. Um, the line has stayed between minus one and a half, minus one Chiefs ever since it opens. It hasn't really moved much. Like every now and again, it was like when it was minus one and a half, it would get bought down to minus one and then back up right now it's at minus one and a half chiefs um over under is set at 54 and a half what do you think i have a play in the super bowl i mean i really want to take i really want to take kansas city but for some reason i just cannot pull the trigger on it i do think that kansas city is going to win this game but i'm taking the under 54 and a half oh my god i love that i think it's a ton of points man i think san francisco's defense is Really, really good. I think that they're going to run the ball a ton, like they've been doing this whole postseason and most of the year, just to keep the ball out of Mahomes' hand because we've seen what Mahomes can do in short periods of time. But I think that they're just going to run the ball. I think keep it out of Mahomes' hand as much as possible. And I think that Kansas City is going to struggle a little bit to score. I don't. I, again, I think Kansas City can win this game. I think they will. But 
I think they're going to struggle to score or, or struggle not as they're not going to score as easily as they have. I'm looking at like a 27-24 type of game, 27-21 type of game. All right. I'm taking the under 54 and a half. First time it is happening. Make that a double play. Under Plus. 54 and a half Super Bowl guys. 77% of the public money right now is on the over. 77%. If that doesn't scream fade the public to you, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm taking the under. I agree with you. All the, the Chiefs have to do, which is which is really, really interesting, is that the Chiefs' game plan from the AFC Championship to the Super Bowl is the exact same. All they have to do is, like, remember they did against the Titans. Derrick Henry, obviously one of the best rushers in the NFL. They shot him down. They played him really, really well. They really stood on their stood That's on the their other thing. I think Kansas City's defense is kind of getting slighted a little bit. I mean, They're getting slighted I know they time. weren't that good earlier on in the year, but now that everybody's healthy, they've looked pretty good the last couple weeks. Yeah. I they, just think that – I know defense usually wins championships, and San Francisco is definitely the better defense. I just don't think that they have seen an offense quite as potent as – Kansas City. Yeah, I, I totally agree, man. Um, I I love the under in this game. I know it's, it sounds crazy, um, but get with you know the firepower of the Chiefs and the 49ers, who also have pretty underrated offense. But all the basically the 49ers' offense revolves around Raheem Mostert, the running back, who's been fantastic in the postseason, especially last week. Jimmy G is like he's done what he, he's done his job. He's done what he needs to do. But I. I, I don't know, man. He I don't threw the ball going... eight times last game. Yeah, That's it. dude. Only he, eight he, times. I, I don't see. I do not see the this being a high scoring game at all. The 49ers, of course, the best front four in the NFL. The Chiefs' defense has been playing super, super well the past, basically since the bye week in the regular season. Um, from a and especially last week against Derrick Henry, they just basically shut him down. I think he had like six years, sixty rushing yards, seventy rushing yards, something like that. And in order to stop the 49ers' offense. Besides, of course, they have George Kittle, but you can't really pass the ball well if you can't run the ball well. You have to have a good balance. So if they shut down the running game, I don't see Jimmy G leading this team down the field and scoring a lot, you know? I completely agree. I mean, it's tough. Again, Super Bowl, you usually want to be rooting for a high-scoring game. You want the offense. It's going to be tough to be rooting against that, but I think the under is a smart play here. I'm taking it 54.5. Yeah, and I think from an emotional standpoint, too, I see why the public – 77% 77% of the public's on the over because after the Super Bowl last year, which is, you know, 13 to three Pats victory, like all the respect, that was a super, oh, it was awful. Super Bowl. Oh, it was diehard so Patriots boring. Fan and it was, it was so boring to watch, but I could see from an emotional standpoint, why everyone wants to be like, Oh, the chiefs are going to get like score a lot of points or the 49ers to score a lot of points. It's going to be an over, but I, I love the under here. I agree with you. It's going to be like a 27, 20 game or something like that. It's not going to be, it's not going to be a, 35-30 game or whatever, but I love that. But also, some other stats in the game, Aiden. On the spread, at minus one, I got this. Where did I get this from? Sportsbook.ag. I got 33% of the money is on the 49ers plus one. Just 33. So 67% of the money, the public money, is on the Chiefs minus one. And the money line, it's pretty split, which is pretty interesting. 53% of the money is on San Fran. 47% of the money is on the Chiefs. Minus 120. I saw your boy Mattress Mac put a million on yeah, San Francisco. Yeah, I, I saw that. He put a, he put a million on uh, San Fran plus 120. I, I think that's why – dude, I honestly think that's why the line has moved. I got it at uh, plus 105 right now at most sports books. Uh, the money line for the 49ers. It was just at plus 120, I think, yesterday, two days ago. I mean, when do, when do people start fading that guy? I mean, 
I know that he did well with the Astros leading up to World Series, but I remember he was like doubling and tripling down on them in the World Series, and obviously that did not work out. Dude, I know, but um, what people don't realize is, um, yeah, of course he lost millions in the Astros, but like that was it was a hedge, dude. He probably would have lost more money if the Astros won from a business standpoint because he was hedging against his promotion. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, um, I did. But yeah, he, he See, has, I mean, yeah, he definitely knows exactly what he's doing. But yeah, from a business standpoint, he knows exactly what he's doing. Like, if you if you didn't know, um, Mattress Mac is a is a mogul and he has a bunch of furniture stores and he offered, like, I think he offered like if the Astros won the World Series that he would like give away free furniture or something along the lines of that. Yeah, and in order to hedge against like the losses, he would obviously incur if he did that. He took the Astros to win the World Series. It's like on money line or whatever it was. But yeah, um, he loves. I don't know, man. I don't like. I don't really like either side here. So from a spread standpoint, I do lean the Chiefs, but I'm not going to take it. I do have um, a little disclaimer. I do have a future ticket. Um, Chiefs plus four fifty that I took before the playoffs. Chiefs plus four fifty to win the Super Bowl. That I'm I'm just gonna ride. I'm not gonna take a side here. Yeah, um, I took Smart. a couple of those in the in the futures. I took the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. I took the Pats to win the Super Bowl. I took the Bills to win the Super Bowl, and I took I think the Vikings is the the last one I took. But um, I mean I won't make that much money if the Chiefs win because like I obviously took like four or five teams in the futures, but I'll make a little bit. I think I'll make like half a unit or. Some some are around, a little bit less than a unit, so I'm Something just gonna to root for. Yeah, of course. So I'm just gonna let it ride. But I do love the under. I agree with Aiden. I'm taking that with you, making that a double play. Another That's interesting. Easy. I was looking at some of the player props. I mean, yeah, me again, too. just because it's the Super Bowl, I usually want to be looking at something for the game, make it a little bit more interesting, just so you have some dog in the fight. But one of them that I saw that was pretty interesting was um, the fullback for the 49ers, uh, Kyle Uzcheck. Yep who's like one of the best fullbacks in football right now, he has a prop bet at over under 0.5 carries and over is plus 350. Over under 0.5 carries? If he just takes one carry, it's plus 350. Wow. Like, I think that's kind of a no-brainer. I could very well see, like, if they're on the goal Kyle line? Shanahan trying to get cute and having him run it in instead of most. Yeah, exactly. One, just one carry. Plus three fifty. Wow, that's real. I'm gonna look at that. Uh, that's interesting. So I'm definitely intrigued by that. And then I was also talking to Connor yesterday, looking at his sports Fanduel sports book about the uh, correct score. I mean, I, I know <laughs> that it's like almost impossible, but just throwing a couple dollars on that could just make a huge difference in how you view this game. I mean, I saw some of them were insane odds. Like if you could just put two dollars on the score, you could be walking away with like five hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> Again, yeah, it's almost like plus, impossible, like but twenty thousand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something ridiculous like that. Just putting a putting a dollar or two across a couple scores is could be worthwhile. That's absurd. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'll take a look at those two just just for fun. Maybe throw exactly. like a buck on Ex- them. Like I you know, there's no way that it can happen, but in the off chance that it does, just putting a dollar or two to win five hundred is definitely worth it. <laughs> yeah. Like bets like that always draw some attention from the public too. You know, just from a, like a fun standpoint. You know, don't put like a whole unit or like 20, yeah. 30 bucks on that. Like put like 50 cents to a dollar just for the hell of it. Like exactly. Just to see if you can, if you can guess it right. I mean, the <laughs> odds of that are beyond slim. Um, all right. So there's some other player props that I, I kind of want to look at. Um, I want to get your thoughts too. So, so let's talk about passing yards here. So Patrick Mahomes, the over under 
for passing yards for Mahomes is, according to FanDuel, is 300 and a half passing yards. What do you like? That's like, again, it's, it's so square to say. I feel like that is right on the money. Like, I Think could so? be seeing this at – I, I kind of lean the under, to be honest. Hmm. But then it's just that big play potential with Tyree Kill. I mean, if he just catches one ball for 70 yards, that probably is going to hit. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like – he has that one deep ball. He has that one huge play, and it's automatically going to hit. But I lean the under in that a little bit. I, I like the over, man. I, I, don't, I mean, the front four, of course, for the 49ers is great. They're going to be able to rush Mahomes. But he's going he's to have, like, one or two deep balls that are going to complete, like to Tyree Kill or to Sammy Watkins. Somebody's it's going to catch a big deep ball, and I think that's going to go over. Um, I, I lean the over there. I don't, don't even really want to think about it. I know it's Mahomes. I know it's a little bit, uh, I know it's a little bit square. I agree with you, but, um, I, I like the over there. And then Jimmy G, this one is interesting. Passing yards, 240.5, 240 and a half passing yards. Under, 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 under. What do you think? Agreed again. I just, and he hasn't shown much so far in the playoffs. I know that it's, it's like, it's hard to knock him for it because the running game's been so good like why would you change something that's working for you but i agree i like the under in that a lot i do too and like jimmy g's he, he's gotten a lot of slack um some people think he's like elite some people don't in my opinion i don't know what you think because he's on the pats but i don't think he's a top 10 quarterback i i really don't i i kind of agree with you it's just it's hard to de- – he just wins man i don't know how else to he describe does. it i think he's like 26 and 5 in his career it just he just knows how to win. It's, there's no other way to look at it. It's, I know. It's, it's just, but, but from a, like a statistical standpoint, I get he's a winner. But from a statistical standpoint, like I would take ten quarterbacks over him. Like I would take Rodgers. I would take. I would take Brady. I would take Breeze. I would take um, like a couple others, a bunch yeah, of others definitely. actually. I would probably take Stafford over him. Stafford's a better quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to deny it. It's just. It's tough with him. It's, he's Russell just Wilson, such, it's a Mahomes. weird spot. It's just like he he's he's win, he's been winning like crazy, and I don't know. He just he just seems to always just get the job done. He doesn't do it pretty. He doesn't throw up the huge stats, but he just yeah. gets it done. Of course, he's a and then I think I talked about it last week about the MVP. <laughs> yeah. Some of the MVP. Um, bets. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into I, that I, again. I don't think there's much value with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. I think that if Kansas City wins, it's most likely going to be on him. But his odds are at plus 110. I just don't yeah. see much value there. Yeah, um, but some players that I do see are um, Mostert. Again, he's at plus 850. Mm-hmm. I think that if 49ers to win this game, he's got to have another big game. Again, we yeah. were just talking about Jimmy G's stats. But I think that he plus 850 is not bad value there. And then another one is Tyree Kill at 1,700. I mean, he's been having a great playoffs. I think he had two touchdown game last game or two games ago. I think that's some pretty good value there too. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Um, yeah, but the, I know the, the past what three years it's been a quarterback winning the MVP. So it's I mean, yeah, Mahomes plus one ten, no value. I wouldn't take it. Jimmy G plus two fifty, and if I'm not mistaken, twenty sixteen, super twenty fifteen to twenty sixteen season um, when the Broncos won, didn't Von Miller win the MVP? Or am I yep. correct? He did. And and last year's Super Bowl MVP was uh, Edelman, not Brady. Oh, you're right. You're right. It was Brady. Um, it was Edelman. That's, but, I forgot about that. So yeah, so um, there's been a couple with non QB ones the last couple, but I know. Like if I was to pick an MVP here, I I got to go defense. Like in, in terms of value, I, I'm I like Nick Bosa. I know it sounds crazy. I like Nick Bosa plus three thousand. There's a ton of value there. So all Nick I Bosa agree. pretty much has to do is just 
harass Mahomes the entire game, make get a couple sacks, and if the 49ers win, Nick Bosa is going to, in my opinion, is going to win MVP. I don't think Mo, Raheem Mostert's going to have a, like an electrifying game. I don't think Jimmy G is either. I think I could see this kind of as as like an ugly game, you know? Yeah, no, I from agree. an offensive standpoint. I think that Nick Bosa has a lot of value. If I was to pick one, I'm not going to lock it in, but maybe I'll throw a buck on it. I don't know. But if I was to lock one in, in terms of value, I like Nick Bosa a lot. Yeah, don't hate that at all. At plus 3,000. That's a, that's a lot of money, man. Again, if you guys don't know what that means, that means if you put 100 bucks on Nick Bosa, which I wouldn't recommend doing, <laughs> you would win $3,000 profit, which is a lot of money if Nick Bosa won the MVP, Great. Which, is, which is insane. Um, all right, you got it. Anything else in the Super Bowl? That's it. I'm excited yeah. for it. You got some big uh, big player props. That was interesting with the, the 49ers fullback. I didn't see that one. Just yeah, one freaking carry, man. Remember, yeah. remember like a couple of weeks ago when uh, we were betting um, it was Brady rushing yards. It was like over under. It was like one and a half. Or yeah, something I took like it. That. I, I put 10 bucks on it. It was yeah. like an automatic. I was like, I dude, he just needs to one scramble. That's it. Just one. And he did. He had like a. 12-yard scramble. I was going nuts. <laughs> it was so funny. But, um, all right. Uh, you want to talk about what, NBA? It's college basketball next? We're talk about. Yeah, let's go NBA. All right. NBA coming up next, Between the Lines podcast. NBA, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, let's start with Thursday. Aiden, got anything here? All I want to say right to start this off is if you are not betting the Oklahoma City Thunder at this point, then you're an idiot. Oh, you're an absolute they, idiot. All they do is cover the spread. That's all they They're do. They're a machine, dude. Like, remember, like last week, guys, I took the – Oklahoma City was playing at Minnesota Timberwolves. The so Minnesota Timberwolves are the worst team in the NBA against the spread at home. Oklahoma City Thunder are the best team against the spread overall and the best team on the road against the spread. I saw that game. I was like, Oklahoma City out of principle. This is – it's too easy. They were minus one, and they won by like 15. Like if you're not betting Oklahoma City Thunder, what the hell are you doing? It's crazy. It's crazy. I just don't understand. It's getting to the point where I'm like, should I start fading them? Like I don't understand what's going on with them at all. There's there's got to be regression at some point uh, because I legitimately I don't get it, man. They're but I think I'm going to ride them until overall. it doesn't work anymore. Um, I, obviously, they're not playing tonight. They they covered again last night. They beat Sacramento Kings by 20 last night. Yeah. Um, but they're not playing tonight. But I'm just letting that out there that you got to keep riding them, whatever it is, until it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, I th- I want to say they're 33 and 15 against the spread now um, overall, which is absolutely it's absurd. crazy. And they're a great absurd. road team. Yeah, fantastic road team. And then the other thing I just want to touch upon was last night. I don't know if you caught the end of the Grizzlies versus Knicks game. Yeah, with the ball. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I don't that like. I'm a huge Drake J. Crowder guy from his time with the Celtics, but that was beyond disrespectful. Oh, to, so to, disrespectful. So if, for people that don't know, the Grizzlies were up by over 20 points. I believe it was 21 points at this point. Mm-hmm. There's like five or six seconds left in the next game. And Jay Crowder steals the ball for, on his own side and shoots a three with like three seconds left up 20 points. Dude, like, and, and immediately there was pushing, shoving, there's fight that broke out, but it's just, that was beyond. Yeah. Alfred Payton just shoved the hell out of him. I would too. That's, I mean, there's just no need for that. It's, I don't, again, I, I, there's probably some chippiness going back and forth during the game, but I, you just don't need to shoot that ball. You could stealing is one thing, but just dribble out the clock. Yeah. I, I, I think both sides are kind of at fault here. I agree with you. Jay Crowder, like, Dude, you, you only do that kind of that kind of stuff in 2K. Like, I remember doing that. Like, if I'm up 20, I'll 
try, try and get a couple more points and shoot a three at the, at the buzzer. Exactly. You know, like that's something you do in 2K. You don't do that in real life. But um, Alfred Payton, though, like, kind, like, sure, shove him, but kind of a cheap shot to, like, shove him that hard. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, mid shot. Go up, go up and, like, and chirp him and whatnot, but give him a, giving him a humongous shove like that while he's shooting the ball is, like, a cheap shot in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And the other that's the other team that I think has been really hot and profitable so far is the Memphis Grizzlies, man. Yeah. They've surprised a lot of people. Yep. And I, I like what they're doing there a lot. Of course, the Celtics have their draft pick this year, and of course, they're not doing bad. So, yep. just the way the Celtics goes. But they're, that's, they're a fun team to watch, and they've been doing really well. Yeah, and John Morant, as of now, I mean, there's still half a season to go, practically, but um, he's got rookie of the year locked up unless Zion Williamson like just goes on MVP run the next the second half of the season yeah all right but so to get into tonight's action I have a play I like the 76ers versus Atlanta over 28 228 okay I like I like that Joel Embiid is back I think that changes their offense a lot um they're both not terrific offensive teams but I think 76ers have had a day off. Atlanta's had a day off. I think Trey Young's going to have a good game. I, I like the over there a lot, 228. I'm taking that. I, I do like that. You know, the, of course, the Hawks, one of the best teams in the NBA to the over-under. Um, I don't mind it. Um, I'm not going to take it. Um, I can be honest. I don't have any plays um, for tonight or Friday. I'm kind of just taking a, a couple days. Like, I'm, I've looked at the games, like, Thursday, Friday, but – um, I guess from like a, I guess I'm just thinking from the Col- the Kobe thing is um, I'm gonna at least take a couple days just to think before I play in the NBA because there's been so much turmoil and so much um instability in the NBA like it seemed a little bit more normal last night, but um at least until the Lakers uh, play again, which is Friday night they're playing the Blazers um, at home, I'm not gonna play the NBA. I'm I'm looking at some of the games and. I do like that play, Aiden. Um, I also like um, tonight. I like the Celtics a little bit square, but I like the Celtics at home against the Warriors. So, kind of against that pick is that I, really it's weird? It's very weird. I'm not going to play it unless I feel really good about it last minute. Maybe if I have a couple wins locked in before it, it's crazy. I know, and I don't know if I'm playing it. There's some value with Golden State money line. I don't know why. I don't know why it's sticking uh, out. Money line plus. Are you nuts? Plus 650. I don't know, man. There's something weird about this game. Celtics have been playing really well. Tatum's been out. I think it could be kind of a look-ahead game because the Celtics have the 76ers coming to town on Saturday where they are 0-3 against the 76ers. Again, I doubt that I'm going to be playing this, but I don't know why. I'm intrigued by that number a little bit. Something's a little fishy, you think? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. That kind of and then the me. last I'm, one that I'm I won't leaning, take it, but, yep. another play that I'm leaning, I don't know if I'm going to take – is the Clippers are minus 12 at home against Sacramento. Again, we touched upon the Kobe stuff today. The Lakers are not going to be the first L.A. team playing at home first. It's going to be the Clippers tonight. I can see them just trying to make Kobe proud. I know it's not his team, but still playing the same place that he played, same town. I, I like Clippers to win by 12 against the Kings. Yeah, and the, the Kings are you know back-to-back road games, and I get they're not playing. But Wait, the Kings were away last game, right? Were yeah. Oh, uh, they yeah. were home. Actually, they were home. They, were they home. played home against the OKC. Gotcha. And, and yeah, I guess it's not a very long flight either from Sacramento to to LA. Like maybe an hour or less, or an hour or so. But yeah, um, again, I, I'll, 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 I'm going to tweet that out if I am playing it. The only one that I have locked in so far is 76ers versus Atlanta over 228. But 
I do like the Clips minus 12 tonight. Yep. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. All right. Uh, let's move on to Friday. You got anything Friday? For the NBA, I do not. I, there's some games that I've been looking at, but nothing particularly. I mean, um, I like, again, I think we should just keep riding the Thunder. They, they're at the Suns <laughs> on yep. Friday. I think, I'm not sure what that line is. The Suns aren't very good, but I could still see that spread being a little low. But I do I like the Thunder. Yeah. I could see the I could see the Thunder being an underdog here. Uh, the Sun, the Suns are twenty twenty seven. They're at home playing the Thunder. Or Thunder twenty nine and twenty, of course, covering machine. I I could see the Suns being like a one or two point favorite here. And I know it sounds crazy, but uh, I, if if that is the case, I'm definitely taking the Thunder. Uh, yeah, I want I want to ride the Thunder, but I mean we'll see we'll see. But maybe maybe got? Vegas will. I, I I don't have a play, but. I kind of like the Suns in that spot. I'm not, I'm not going to take it. I don't think I'm going to bet on the NBA Friday night, like I said. But um, I, I do, I do kind of like the Suns in that spot. I don't think I'm going to ride with the, the Thunder there. But who the hell knows, man? They've been printing money. Another game Friday that I'm looking at, um, again, we'll tweet out whatever we were going to play. But I do kind of like the, if the Lakers are at home. I know, again, it's Kobe stuff against the Trailblazers. And the Trailblazers have been pretty hot recently. We've talked about them before on the podcast. About They've been pretty much – they've been a disappointing team this year for their talent on their team. I know they've been battling injuries. But I, I think that spread could be a little bit closer in favor of the Timberwol- or the Trailblazers. I could see it being like Lakers minus 7-8. But if that's the case, if it's under like 8 or 9, I'm definitely going to take the Lakers at home. Hmm. Dude, I don't know. I, I could. I think the spread's gonna be like eleven or twelve, and um, I'm not gonna take either side. But I think the like, if you're looking just from a public standpoint, like the whole world is gonna be watching this game. It's yeah. gonna be very, very emotional. It's gonna be extremely sad. Um, but it's gonna be good to see the Lakers finally get back into the swing of things because, like, the best way to like deal with the the whole grieving process is pretty much just the just continue with life let's continue what you're doing so it's, it'll be good to see the lakers get back but um i think from a gambling standpoint i think the whole public is going to be on the lakers here yeah so i could i could see this line being double digits yeah if that's the case i'm probably going to stay away um but another interesting part about that game i'm definitely going to look at lebron's total points and possibly even like a triple double i i know lebron i'm not the hugest fan but i he's unbelievably talented i think that he's gonna have a hell of a game that game yeah i i agree i think he's he's definitely gonna go off so definitely something to look at too yeah for sure all right uh let's move on to saturday so saturday um let's start with you got any got any uh thing you're eyeing i'm eyeing the celtics versus 76ers under um i was just mm-hmm. looking it up they've again like i mentioned they played three times this year the celtics are actually zero and three this year against the 76ers the 76ers have had their number um, but I looked at the under has hit all three times in those games, except actually, I shouldn't say that. I think on Christmas, they actually hit the over late, but the under has been very close in all games. I think it's two and one. So I'm looking at the under again. I'm, mm. if it's, if it's anything over two ten, I'm probably going to go the under. I like that too, especially since Embiid is back, like Boston's or, um, Philly's defense is going to be on point. You know, the only way that the semi, the Celtics are going to keep the game close. You mentioned they're what zero three against the the Seventy Sixers. Yep. Um, the only way they're going to keep it close is by like doing their best to, to shut down Embiid and Hortford and Simmons and all the weapons they have. So I I, I don't mind that. Um, we'll see what it is again. 
like you said, guys, we don't have the lines here. We're trying to find a, a place that has good look ahead lines for us, but we have had no success. So if anybody has anything, just let us know because it's a little bit annoying that we can't look at the lines like over unders, like look ahead lines for games. But but that's a that's another note. That's another topic for another. And then day. lastly but, um, for Saturday, I love Nets and Wizards over. <laughs> I Nets, mean the Wizards, Wizards are just, okay. The, the Wizards are just a scoring machine. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we, we, I think again, we've talked about this too on the pod earlier. Yeah. The Wizards, they don't play any defense whatsoever yep. and they just put up a ton of points. And oh I mean, a ton God. of points. Do you remember that we were talking about last week, the Wizards Hawks game we were talking about, those are two of the best teams in the NBA to the over under. I think they're both top five. They just don't play any defense. They just rain threes. Um, it was incredible. Last week, that game, I'm pretty sure there were like 270 combined points or something yeah, like that. Yeah, just to go over this, the, the Wizards' last four or five games here. These are the total scores. 134 to 129, 124 to 112, 152 to 133, and 151 to 131. They've given up over 150 points the last two games. It's, just, it's yeah, insane. They- it's absurd. So, Absolutely absurd. And the Nets, again, they're also a pretty good scoring team, especially with Kyrie being back. Kyrie's so back. I'm taking that over. Almost almost no matter what. <laughs> yeah, just, just don't think, just do it. I think that, that over-under is going to be around. It should be, if I was to predict, around, like I think, like 231, 232. Is exactly. Good, I guess. And I do love the over there, too. I think that the Nets have been struggling recently, but they're, they're gonna, they can score 115 against the Wizards for sure. And then the Wizards could score more than 115. I think the Wizards could win that game. Um, but yeah, anything else for you on Saturday? That's it. All right. So Saturday, I got a couple of plays I'm going to look at, um, again, depending on numbers and lines that come out. So Saturday, uh, the Hawks are playing at the Dallas Mavericks. So I love, 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 love the over here. So we'll, we'll see what the number is again, but just to give you some, num- some statistics, Atlanta Hawks, they're 16 and nine. So the over under on the road, which is the second best in the NBA, the Dallas Mavericks are 15 and 10 to the over under at home, which is the fourth best and Dallas with no rest. They're playing in Houston Friday night and then they're flying back to Dallas short flight, but um, with no rest, Dallas is five and two to the over under. I'm, I'm, I agree with you. Just like in the uh, the Wizards Nets game, I'm pretty much just going to close my eyes and just just bet the over, because both these teams can score at will. Um, they don't play fantastic defense. Like I, Luca can go for forty any night. So can yeah, so the, can Trey Young. The Mavericks are number three in offensive leaders for the team. They're they're averaging one sixteen points per game. Yeah, they're, they're I, a great I, I think team. this. The over under should be around two thirty to two thirty five. I'm just I'm gonna close my eyes and take the over there if if that's the case. I like um, that. I I love that play. Um, in addition, another game I'm gonna talk about the Charlotte Hornets are playing at the San Antonio Spurs. So again, talk about the over under. The Charlotte Hornets fourteen and ten to the over under on the road, and Spurs have the same record at home fourteen and ten to the over under. But from an against the spread standpoint. The Spurs are the second worst team in the NBA against the spread at home. They're just seven and seventeen, behind the one and only Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota Timberwolves are five eighteen and one against the spread at Jeez. home, which is abysmal, absolutely abysmal. Um, I'm going to be looking into the the line there. I'm going to see what the the Hornets. The Hornets are going to be underdogs for sure. I think if it's around five or six, I'm going to take the Charlotte Hornets. But uh, but we'll see. So, and then what else do I have? I have one more on Saturday. So 
I have Jazz at the Trailblazers. I think that is Saturday, right? That's that game is Saturday at ten thirty, I believe. Yep. Yep. Saturday at ten thirty. Jazz are playing at the Trailblazers. I love the Utah Jazz here because the Portland Trailblazers are playing on a back to back. And of course, like we talked about last week, the Blazers are abysmal at home against the spread. Um, they have, I believe they're now, they won last night against the, the Rockets. They actually blew out the Rockets when um, they were home. But as a home underdog this year, Aiden, including last night's game against the Rockets, the Blazers are 1 5 and 1 against the spread as a home underdog. And I know for a fact that the Jazz are going to be favored here. I think it's going to be like a two-point-ish, three-point-ish spread. I'm going to hammer the Jazz here. The Jazz are going to win this game and cover. So I, I love all those picks. We're, we'll see what – again, we'll see what the lines are at. We'll tweet them out if – I'll tweet them out if I play them. But, I don't know, Jazz minus two, minus three-ish, I'm going to hammer that. Um, I'll look at the Bob, the Charlotte Bobcats, the Charlotte Hornets line, and I'll also look at the over-under for the Hawks-Mavs game Saturday. And, again, again, follow us on Twitter, but also follow – if you're using the app, my action sports bet uh, app, definitely follow between the lines on that because you see our picks right when they, you get an alert as soon as we post them and yep. you can follow exactly how much units we have on them, what the play is, everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and we got to figure that out. But again, it's another story, but um, yeah. All right, let's move on. To, let's move on to Sunday. Um, you got anything on Sunday? Nothing. Nothing. Um, uh, I gotta be honest. I don't really have much here either. Um, I don't really like anything in this on this spot. Like the Nuggets are playing at the Pistons. Um, I don't like really like either side there. Pelicans at the Rockets, meh, whatever. Uh, Suns at the Bucks. I mean, square play. Gotta like the Bucks there, but I don't know. I, I looked at I looked at these games, and then finally the Bulls are playing at the Raptors uh, at three o'clock, and I don't know. It's it's Super Bowl Sunday, man. I looked at these games, and I didn't really see either side being favorable to the spread or the over under. So yeah, I unless think, something jumps out at me, yeah. I'm staying away from something. Yeah. Probably. Unless like a, I don't know, a player is out or something along the lines of that. Um, I'm probably not going to play the NBA Sunday, but uh, yeah, nothing really stands out to me there. All right. So All right. let's talk about college basketball. Yeah. Just real quick. I do have, have an, I have another play for tonight, Ooh. Thursday night in the NHL. I know we haven't discussed the NHL too much again, I'm not the biggest NHL fan. I love, I do watch the Bruins, but I'm the first to admit I'm a huge bandwagon Bruins fan. I <laughs> hop on big time right before the playoffs. Yep. But um, I like the Nashville, Nashville Predators versus the Devils tonight under six and a half goals. Um, last night I was watching, actually, I did tune in for a little bit because um, I just because I had stuff, uh, a take on the Nashville Predators versus um, Capitals game. And they had, uh, last night they played. The Predators won five to four against the Capitals, which is a big game. Nine goals were scored, obviously, in yeah. that game. I think that Nashville could be a little bit tired. I don't think New Jersey's that good. I no, think we a suck. very disappointing season. So I'm taking the under six and six and a half goals there. Under six and a half. Interesting. Um I don't really like either side. Um I don't know, man. Devils suck. They give up a lot of goals. Uh they've had a lot of issues. they they're under five hundred. Not not been a good team to watch this year. Um yeah, I don't. I don't hate it. But we'll see. Um, I don't have any NHL plays for myself. I didn't really look much into it this weekend. Um, again, important lesson for for everybody is bet on or do you gamble on the sports you know? And to be honest with you, I'm kind of a bangwagon Devils fan too. Like I'll watch the NHL playoffs. I'll watch some of the regular seasons, some of the big games, but I'm not nearly as much into the NHL as I am into 
NCAA basketball or football. Exactly. Or MLB Me or too. NBA. So, um, and again, I know we've touched upon it before too. Don't just bet for the sake of betting. Yeah, absolutely not. It's one of, that's a hum, that's a humongous mistake. So like you you have to be able to under you have to be able to watch a game without being up like thinking I have to gamble on it. That's like it's a it's a huge thing. So it's a very dangerous path to go down if you think like oh I'm watching the game I might as well bet on it or oh my team is playing I might as well bet on them to win or put a bet into this game. You know like it's very very dangerous. Um, Agreed. That's a very good point, Aiden. Um, but yeah, let's jump into college basketball. All right, let's do it. College basketball coming up next in the Between the Lines pockets. This is the Between the Lines podcast. You can find all of our documented picks on the Action Network by searching Between the Lines, a sports gambling podcast and following us. Or just follow us on Twitter at CJWilliams9595 and at AidenSolvin3. All right, Aiden, let's get started. Thursday nights, tonight's college basketball. I got some good plays tonight. There's some good, good games this weekend in college. And I can't wait to talk about them. All right, so what do you got Thursday? Thursday night, I have two plays. Ooh, okay. uh, again, they're not they're not like the not very intriguing, not very enticing, not the big name schools. But I was doing some research. I'm taking Georgia State minus five and a half versus South Alabama. Here's so let me. So Georgia State is thirteen and five against the spread this year, and they're also six and one against teams with a losing record. Mm-hmm. South Alabama, South Alabama is two and five against the spread on the road this year. I think this is a great spot for Georgia State. I'm taking them minus five and a half. All right, all right, and and then another kind of a random one. I'm taking Campbell minus ten against High Point. High Point is an abysmal team. I'm just looking up the the Big South, the conference that those, these two teams play in. Pretty spread out amongst the top couple teams. Uh, Winthrop's by far dominating. They're A and O atop the conference, but Campbell is two and six, and High Point is also two and six. But I'm taking Campbell outright or minus ten because Campbell is eleven and nine against the spread this year, whereas High Point is five and sixteen. Mm-hmm. I'm not touch. I'm staying away from High Point at all costs. I think they're a terrible team. They've lost three in a row. I'm taking Campbell minus ten. All right, all right, interesting. Uh, I love these small market plays here. You're pretty much you're pretty much the, you're going to be the king of those for this podcast because um, I look into those games but I don't look too too deep but that's a sign of uh, that's a good sign like if you again like we said last week is um, the public or sports books know that the public loves to bet on like games that they care about or you know so like game, games like that like you, nobody's going to be tuning in to watch Campbell or High Point play unless pretty much unless you go to those two schools so for exactly. games like that you'll generally find a pretty good a pretty good edge um, but um. All right, so you got anything else for Thursday night? Or tonight? Um, I'm sure I'm, – I'm, I'm assuming you're going to be talking about this, but the biggest game I think tonight is Maryland versus Iowa. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, before we get into that, that game's at 8.30. Let's talk about uh, – the game is 7.30. Um, Big Ten, man. The Big Ten is fantastic this year in ter- from basketball. Um, every team is – pretty much every team is good besides Northwestern. Every game is good. Um, so at 7.30, we've got another Big Ten matchup. we got Minnesota playing at number 19, Illinois. So Illinois is minus five, and the over-under is set at 135. i got to play in this game. Uh, so Minnesota, just one in six to the over-under as an away team slash away underdog. And Illinois, four and seven to the over-under as the home team slash the home favorite. Uh, I thought this 
the over under should have been if I, when I was looking last night or you know, on Tuesday night, the over under this game looking ahead should have been our like high one twenties. It's at one thirty five. I got a one thirty five and a half. I'm taking the under all day in that game. Under one thirty five and a half. Minnesota at Illinois. I, I like. That. I don't see Minnesota scoring more than sixty points here. I don't really see Illinois absolutely pounding Minnesota. I could see it being like, uh, I don't know, maybe. 65 55 games something along the lines of that i don't i don't see illinois putting up 80 i don't see minnesota putting up a lot of points out of there uh so i'll take the under in there 135 and a half i'll ride the trends i like that all right and then like you said 830 biggest game of the night 18 iowa 18th ranked iowa is going on the road to play 15th ranked maryland what do you think i got the over under set at I got 145. One, yeah, I got 145, 146 in some sports books, and I got Maryland five and a half point favorites. What do you think? I think this is going to be another close game. I mean, it wasn't that close the first time. I remember we both were on Iowa. I actually took the money line, and they actually demolished Maryland in that game. Oh, yeah. But that was great. I think it's a little bit different when they're on the road in Maryland. I think it's going to be a really close game, but I, I, I don't know if I'm going to play it again. Tweet it out if I am. I like the under at 145. I do like that under. I think it's going to be a close, tough game, and I like the under. Um, Iowa is seven and thirteen um, in terms of over unders on the year. Mm-hmm. Maryland's eight and twelve. Um, Maryland's three and eight at home for the O and under, and the, they're zero and two when the over under is set at over one forty five. So yeah. I'm leading the under. I'm again like your last play. I'm taking. I'm going with the stats. I'm taking the under. I'm I'm playing. I'm actually playing the under. That was my plan. Okay. Game. I'm taking the under. I got it at one forty six, and I cannot understand why it's that high. I I have this projected around high one thirties. So, again, you mentioned Maryland's 3-8 and eight to the over-under at home, which is the worst in the Big Ten. They're 3-6 and six to the over uh, – they're 3 – excuse me, 3-8 to the over-under at home, which is the worst in the Big Ten. And they're 3-6 and six to the over-under in the Big Ten games, which is tied for the worst in the Big Ten. Um, Iowa is just 1-4 and four to the over-under on the road, which is one of the worst records in the Big Ten. Um, I don't know, man. I don't understand why this is at, as high as 146. It's not like – Me neither. But both these teams, like, they can score. They, but, like, I don't know, man. I, like, I have the numbers here at Maryland. They score an average of about 72 points a game. They allow about 62 points per game. Iowa scores about 79 points a game and allow about 69 a game. I don't understand why this is 146. I think this is way, way too high. I, I'm taking the under 146 here. I like it. I, I don't. I don't. I don't understand it. But I'll take the value there all day. There's way too much value there to pass up. I agree. I, I like that under again. I don't know if I'm going to be playing it, but something that I'm looking at. All right. Um, got anything else Thursday night? Nothing else. All right. But real quick, what I want to talk about on Thursday night, um, which I may play, may not. I got number twenty. Colorado is going on the road to play UCLA. Uh, it's, I believe it. That's a 10, 10-30 game that's on the West Coast. Um, Colorado is a fantastic home team, but is not really that good against the spread on the road. Uh, they beat Oregon pretty badly at home. When Colorado was home, they were obviously ranked, but on the road, they're a different team. So UCLA is four-and-a-half-point underdogs at home, and the over-under is set at 134-and-a-half. Colorado is 0-4 to the over-under on the road, while UCLA is 5-5-1 to the over-under at home. Um, I don't know what do you, I don't know what you think about this game, but I uh, I think the over under is is dead on in this game. I I don't like the, either side. Uh, I kind of lean the under, and I do like UCLA plus four and a half here. I like the home dog, but uh, 
But I don't know. You got any thoughts? Staying away. Uh, yeah. I, I know we've talked about it on the pod before. I like. I think Colorado's a pretty good team. I do like the – there is some value on the, as the home dog, UCLA. But, again, I think I'm going to stay away. Those, those games are usually pretty close late night. Is, yeah. is it a 10 o'clock game? Yeah, I think it's 10 or 10.30. Yeah, I, I'm staying away from that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like UCLA. I lean plus four and a half, and I lean under 134 and a half, but don't feel good about either. I'm definitely staying away. That might be a game I watch late at night. But, um, yeah, we'll see. Um, all right, let's move on to, move on to Friday. So, um, do you have anything got? for Friday? College basketball on Fridays? Yeah, uh, I got a couple. I got a couple. I'm going to look at uh, one. I'm definitely going to play. So, um, going a little uh, lower market area, and we're going to the Ivy League. So, okay, Friday night, seven o'clock. Columbia is playing at Yale. So, Aiden, I don't know if you know this. Yale is the best team in college basketball against the spread. Number one in the NCAA against the spread. They're wow. 13 and 3 against the spread. 3 at home against the spread. Columbia is just 6 and 11 against the spread in the Ivy League. Excuse me, 6 and 11 overall against the spread, which is the worst in the Ivy League. Um, I'm going to close my eyes and take Yale here. I know it's a little square, but I don't I don't see Yale being more than like a 6ish point like 6 6 and a half point favorite. I'm I'm going square. I'm taking Yale. I'm riding the trend. 13-3 and three against the spread. Uh, just close your eyes and take Yale here. There's, I don't mind that. I didn't know that about – I did not know that about Yale. Yeah, there's no, there's no other side to take. Taking Yale here. Um, number one team against the spread. I'm riding that trend. Six, six and a half point favorites, whatever. I'm taking it. Um, also, another good game Friday night. Um, probably going to watch. VCU is going on the road to play URI. Some yep. good 8-10 action. Have that circled as well. Yeah, so – Two of the really, top teams in the A-10. Yeah, that's going to be a really, really good game. Uh, so just some trends to the over-under I got written down here. URI is 3-7 and seven to the over-under at home and just 2-6 and six to the over-under in conference games. Again, we don't have the spread out, but who do you think is going to win this game? I lean URI. Um, I was looking up. They, URI already went down to VCU and beat them by nine earlier in the season. I think URI is a pretty good team. I haven't seen too much of them, but I did see them against Providence, and they beat us pretty handily. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm again, I'm leading URI. I could see that spread being around like three. I think it's going to be pretty low, but I like URI in this one. Yeah, I, I do too. I think URI is going to win again. We'll see what the spread is, but if it's around plus three, plus four, I'm definitely going to lean VCU. Um, don't know if I'm going to play it. I probably won't, honestly, but. That's going to be a really good game to watch, uh, some good A-10 action. And, again, the, one of the better conferences to watch in college basketball. It's, in my opinion, Big Ten's been number one, Big East number two, and I think A-10's right up there. A-10's is a really good conference to watch. Yeah, Dayton's looks – again, we've talked about Dayton. Dayton's a really good team, fun to watch. Yeah, yeah they're, they've looked fantastic. They did almost lose last night, though. They almost lost to uh, De- Decane. Decane, yeah, yeah I saw that. Decane, yeah. they almost lost. <laughs> All right, um, anything Friday night? Anything else besides that? That's it. Okay, let's move on to Saturday. So, I got we got some good games Saturday, too. We have a fantastic slate. So, let's start off with the Big East. So, 11 a.m. start. a lot start. of good games. We have some good games, especially in the Big East. 11 a.m. start. We have Xavier going on the road to play number 10 Seton Hall. What do we think here? Eileen Seton Hallman. They are good. Yeah, they, they, they are look good. good. They look really, really good. And I don't know if you've noticed when I've been posting my some of the plays onto the action app, I've been doing a lot of first halves in the Big East. 
Yeah. A lot of the overs have been hitting and a lot of the spreads have been hitting in the sense that I usually look at, like, if it's larger than four or five points, it usually, the dog usually is keeping that game close within the first half, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to be looking into that, maybe a first half play. Um, but I lean Seton Hall on this one. Uh-huh. Yeah, 11 a.m. start. I don't see this happen very, very often. That's that's yeah, early man, for for college basketball. I don't know why they're doing that, but um, Seton Hall has been a covering machine this year. Probably why they're number ten. But they're six and two against the spread in the Big East, and eight and two against the spread overall at home. Xavier is just one and four against the spread on the road, um, and two and two to the over under on the road. Um, I do like Seton Hall. Of course, I agree with you. They're they're a fantastic team. A little bit square, but I think Seton Hall is going to handily win this one. Yeah, I like that as well. Yeah, and then we'll see uh, what the over-under is. I might take the under if it's around like 145-ish, but uh, we'll see. I think Seton Hall could, could put up 85 here, 80, 85 here. Um, but, yeah, um, we'll see. And then another game I want to talk about, um, number 14, Michigan State, going on the road to play Wisconsin. Another big, big 10 game here. Um, Michigan State against the spread on the road is just one and four. Wisconsin, four and five against the spread at home, one and zero as a home underdog. Which I think, if I'm to predict, Wisconsin's it's going to be close. I think this game is going to be close to a pickup, um, in my opinion. I think Wisconsin maybe could be plus one, maybe minus one. It's going to be right around that. Um, but against ranked opponents this year, Wisconsin three one and two against the spread. What do you think here? I agree. I think it's going to be a close game. Um... I I like the under in this game. Mm-hmm. Again, we don't have it out, but I, I like the under. I was watching Michigan State actually last night against Northwestern, and they were, Michigan State's defense is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I, I do like the under in this one. But, again, we got to see what it is. Yeah, we'll see. Northwestern sucks. Yeah, they're, they're the bad. only team in the Big Ten that, that sucks. Like, every other team, every other game in the Big Ten. Like, if you're playing anybody else in the Big Ten, it's going to be a good game. You know, it's going to be a dogfight. But if you're playing Northwestern, it's basically a night off, which is sad. But it's yeah, even... especially because I think they made the tournament a few years ago. Didn't yeah. They? yeah, they Northwestern did. Northwestern had, like, that Cinderella story. Yeah, I think that was 2017 or 2018. And then, like, yeah. even even Rutgers. Rutgers is, is ranked this year. Your squad. The first time by squad, they're ranked, man. <laughs> it's crazy, but it sucks. You can't bet on because of freaking New Jersey laws. You can't bet on a New Jersey yeah, it's team. Tough. It's so annoying. So I can't bet on Rutgers. I can't bet on Seton Hall. I can't bet on uh, uh, Ryder. I can't bet on any other, any team in the in New Jersey. It sucks. Or any game. for any te- Anytime a team in New Jersey is playing in a game, I can't bet on it. It's just so annoying. Yeah, it's but, tough. All right. Let's Another on. Big East game that I'm looking at is uh, PC is heading to Butler. Yeah, um, I want to talk about that. It's kind one of too. weird. Providence has had a full week off. Yeah, it is. An entire odd. week off. Um, I think they're going to be rested. I, I think Butler's going to be, could be pushing double digit favorites. I know it's crazy in the Big East because those games are usually pretty close. I could see it being like eight or nine points. I like PC to cover. I do. I think a, a full week off. Getting people rested, healthy. I think that this game is going to be pretty close. No mascot advantage in this game. No mask. <laughs> the mascot advantage has succeeded. It's dissipated. No, I mean <laughs> that's still the cutest freaking dog I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but yeah, um, I agree. I agree with you. I do like. It is weird. PC getting a full week off. I forgot about that they weren't playing like last night or 
or like yeah, Wednesday. It's been strange. Tonight, a lot of every, I think every other Big East team has played except for them. Yeah, so they've weird. had a full week off. Um, I agree with you. I do like PC. I think if I was to guess, I think this is going to be like minus seven, minus eight, Butler. Yeah, but I agree. I Providence think it's be in that range. Providence this year, three and one against the spread as an away dog. But Butler's seven four seven and four against the spread at home. Um, I do let lean PC here. Um, I think they're going to cover the spread. I don't think they're going to win. I would be pumped if they did, but I don't think they're going to win this game. And then lastly, another the last Big East game that I saw. I'm I'm taking Villanova. I don't care what the spread is. I think I'm going to take them no matter Yo, what. Every I watched that they are sharp. Back. Yeah, dude. Every they single sharp. Back. Every single sharp. Like this year, especially every single like sharp better or like smart better has been fading Villanova and Baylor. Like, pretty much every single game they played, they've been fading them, and the public's been backing Nova and Baylor, and every single game Nova and Baylor have covered, basically, this Dude, year. They, they've been I, fantastic. They, they're, they're, I think they're fully just, like, starting to gel as a team. They they started off kind of slow, and people were already, like, declaring Seton Hall and Butler and those, the kings of the Big East. But it, I watched them the other day. They are back. They're they, their offense is amazing. They pass the ball so well. I'm taking Villanova. I think almost no matter what, unless it's pushing double digits, I'm taking Nova over Creighton. Yeah, oh, yeah they're playing great. Yeah, they, I agree. I think they can be double-digit favorites. They're home, right? Uh, it's at Creighton. I oh, believe. it's at Creighton? Yeah, I they're think still so. going to be favorites. I think they're going to yeah. be a couple-point favorites there. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Nova's been fantastic this year. They've been a fun team to watch and a great team against the spread, making a lot of money for a lot of people. Um, but there's... Also, a bunch of other really good games Saturday. So, what I want to look at, too, is um, Big 12 has some, has some good action, too. We got Iowa State going on the road to play at Texas. Um, I don't know. I'll give you some numbers here. So, Texas is, like, pretty good on the road against the spread, but stinks at home. Stinks it up. They're 3-8 and eight against the spread at home. But Iowa State also stinks as an underdog. They're 2-6 and six against the spread. But both teams are two and four to the over under in conference games. Um, again, we don't have the spread out, but this game just screams, screams, stay away to me. I'm not, I'm not touching this. Yeah, I don't like that. I was actually looking into that as well, staying away. Yes, stay far, far away. Like last week, I had I took LSU to, to minus one and a half against Texas. LSU won by two. Awesome, covered one. But I'm not getting near that game. Screw that game. Um, all right, a couple. Of, I also want to talk about a couple of upset alerts. I, I like to point out some teams that I I want to put on upset alert uh, this week. Okay. There's some good games. Um, so number six, Louisville is going on the road to play at NC State. Something about this eight. I don't know what it is. I I think NC State could pull this off, and I don't know why. I, no, I, the, I, NC State's a pretty good team. I, I got a I got a feeling that NC State could could steal this game, and I don't I don't know why. I really don't. I I don't have any numbers to back it up or anything legitimate to be honest with you. But it's just there's some eerie feeling about Louisville going on the road to play NC State, and I think NC State could win. And I don't know I don't why. Hate that. And another game that yeah, I think go. is gonna be really fun to watch too is Kentucky versus Auburn. Oh, that's the, yeah, that's the game. I of think the day. it's uh, seventeen versus fourteen. Yep. Other seeds. But uh, I like the over a lot in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, Kentucky's averaging 75 points per game, while Auburn's averaging um, 79. Yep. They're de- both their defenses are pretty good. I think this is going to be a very close game, but I like the over. Maybe even a possible overtime to help out the over, but I'm, yeah. I'm leaning the over in that game. Yeah, Kentucky went to OT. I think, did they go double OT against Texas Tech last week? There was yeah, one, uh, overtime. Just one, I think. But Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the over better's best friend is is overtime. If you guys didn't know, love it. A lot, a lot of extra points. 
that's definitely the game of the day. Um, also, another upset alert. I have one more. Um, number five, Florida State is going on the road to play at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's going to win this game. Like, I, I have a feeling that Virginia Tech could be a, like minus one here, like be a favorite. I could see them being like plus one or minus one, being around a pickup. And I think Virginia Tech is going to win this game. Yeah, I, I don't mind that one either. I was looking into that a little bit, but uh, yeah, I don't mind that at all. Yeah, and um, all right, I, I got a couple other games I want to talk about. Um, not from an upset standpoint, but from like just a gambling standpoint. We got Texas Tech going on the road to play number three Kansas. And I know it's really square, but I freaking love Kansas here. I really, really, really like Kansas. They're a great home team. Um, Texas Tech sucks on the road. They're just 1-3 against the spread. Um, 0-1 is a way underdog. And they're 1-3 against the spread versus ranked opponents. I think Kansas is going to win this game by 20. Yeah, I, I can see that. Texas Tech did keep it close the other day. I think they were playing I think Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, they, that was a pretty good game. Um they're actually a pretty – Texas Tech is another pretty fun team to watch. Yeah, they're a good um, team. Like, I'm not, not, yeah. not trying to disrespect them. They're a good team. But going on the road against Kansas, I think Kansas – The only thing out. that scares me is is Kansas with those suspensions. Um, some of those oh, – right. crazy right. brawl. Um, You're right. Some of those players could be out. Some of the, that uh, – that was a crazy, crazy fight. That was fight, insane. But, the Kansas-Kansas State brawl. That was sick. Yeah. But I, I do I, – I, I don't hate that play, but I think – I think Kansas is going to win. I just don't know if it's going to be by that much. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You're right. We'll see who's – did they come out with the suspensions yet? Yeah. Um, I forget the guy's name. The, the main guy, the guy that picked up the stool is out for um, eight games. Jeez. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I, I still think they're going to still think they're gonna blow him out, though, to be honest with you. They're going to um, body down. Silvio De Sousa. Actually, I'm wrong. He's suspended for 12 games. 12 games? Um, Holy mackerel. Yep. Yeah, so – it's a pretty big ban, uh, so yeah, that's gonna be a, I, that could be a big hurt for um, Kansas. There. Pretty much until the tournament, honestly. That's crazy. Yeah. Holy hell! So all right, well, we'll see. We'll see what that spread is. It's, that's gonna be interesting. But yeah, we talked about Kentucky Auburn. That's the biggest game of the day. Um, I don't know why, but at eight o'clock, number nine Duke going to play Syracuse. I don't know why, but I like Syracuse. I don't think they're going to win the game, but whatever the spread is, I'm going to look into it. I think Syracuse could cover. I think Syracuse this year has been a road covering machine, but they haven't been great at home. They're just five and eight against the spread at home, and also five and eight to the over under at home. Um, I don't know why. I, I think Cues could keep this game close. I agree. I just, I was actually looking at that too. Uh, I'm a, I'm a Duke fan, so I'm I may not do it, but the Syracuse zone has always give given Duke problems that zone that stupid zone that they always yeah. run but uh I, I agree i think this game could be pretty close i could see an upset it's at syracuse you said yeah it's at syracuse yeah i think this game will be close i mean i may look for syracuse to cover that game yeah oh side note do you see uh, coach k yelling at the uh, the cameron crazies yeah the cameron crazies <laughs> they were chirping the pit coach who's part of coach k's yeah, coaching he, tree he, yep exactly it's so funny <laughs> and then another news the did you see uh barstool Crazy news with Barstool. Oh, yeah. Getting, we didn't uh, even talk about that. Getting 36% of their company getting bought out by Penn Gambling. That's insane. Yeah, it's going to be huge news for Barstool in general. I think that they're this is going to really help them take off in the gambling world. I think it's it's going to make them a multi-multi-billion dollar company. Like, I mean, they're now they're valued at over $450 million. It's insane, dude. Like, I remember reading them. Uh, I didn't even – I got to be honest. I didn't hear about Barstool until my freshman year of college. So, that was back in 2013. And I think you introduced me to them. 
or somebody yeah, somebody I've been did. A huge fan of and I sort of I've been reading ever since. Um, yeah, it's insane to see how far they come, man. Um, they're going to be a multi-billion dollar company. They, and that's because it's not just like because they're the best at what they do. It's they just have a fantastic brand. Like they have super super loyal fans. They could legitimately legitimately do anything. Like honestly, they could legitimately do go into any business they want, and they they will sell like hotcakes because you know, the Barstool brand is so strong. Yeah, so, literally just everything that Prez the, is Dave Portnoy, the owner and founder of Barstool. Yeah, anything that he's touched has just really, just honestly, has been working out. It's I mean, it's absurd. And they and they partnered up with the Turning Group. They've taken off even more. They're, every year, his valuation just keeps going up and up. And I think that with the growth of gambling in the United States, this is only going to take off even further. Yeah, I actually did purchase stocks in it. And <laughs> I'm I'm waiting a little bit. I'm going to, but I'm I'm going to. Um, yeah, that's that's been a dream for a lot of like Barstool fans. Is like you obviously you can't purchase stock in a private company, but Penn Gambling is is a private is a public company, so you can like I guess by association buy stock in Barstool if you buy stock in Penn Gambling. Exactly, and a lot of people did. It was up like nine percent yesterday. Yeah, I've already. Lo- I just got an update a little while ago. It's actually up twelve percent today. Today? Yeah. Holy since mackerel! <laughs> so. Jeez, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm probably gonna wait a little bit before I, I buy a little bit of stock. But in the long run, that's that's definitely a good investment. But um, yeah, that's total side note. But yeah, Barstool is opening a sports book. Um, they're doing a bunch of different things in gambling, and that's definitely the roots of the company is is gambling. I know it goes all the way back to the early to mid 2000s. They've been um, their roots are are in sports gambling. So should be uh should be really interesting. I agree. I mean, I think it's just gonna take off. Yeah, I, I agree, man. All right. So so we'll tweet out the plays that we're definitely playing. Again, follow us on Twitter um, and follow us on the Action app. All right. Oh, wait. Do you have anything on Sunday? Oh, sorry. No, I don't. You That's don't? it. We got – okay. I got a couple – we actually have a couple games Sunday. Oh, sorry um, about that. We have two. No worries. Um, actually, pretty big games before the Super Bowl starts. Um, Georgetown is going on the road to play at St. John's. So some numbers here. Um, St. John's nine and four against the spread at home, six and three against the spread as a home favorite. And Georgetown is just two and four against the spread on the road and two and six, two and six against the spread in the big East. I, I think St. John's is going to win this game. I want to say this is another early game too. I think this is like an 11 or 12, 11 o'clock game or something weird. I think St. John's is going to cover this. I think it's going to be minus two, minus three, something like that. Um, I'm going to be looking to play St. John's here. Um, and finally, last game I have, number 19, Illinois, is playing at number 18, Iowa. This is a weird – this is a Sunday game, and this is a big one too in the, in the Big East or in the Big Ten. Um, I love, love Iowa in this game. Me Iowa's, too. Iowa at home, 4-2-3 and three against the spread in the Big Ten. Oh, in total, excuse me. In total, 4-2-3 and three against the spread in the Big Ten. Um, and in total, 6-2-2 two and two against the spread at home. However – Illinois is they they're that team. They're they're nasty on the road. Uh, they're five and two against the spread on the road and six and three overall against the spread in conference. I like Iowa a lot there too. I think a lot of it's going to depend on what happens tonight against Maryland. I could see if they get beat up pretty good in Maryland, they have a big bounce back game. Uh, yeah, and I can see it going either way there. But I I do I like Iowa there as well at home. Iowa yeah Iowa at home has been pretty good. Um, a little bit square. I think they're going to be. Three or four point favorites. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe around around three. I think they should be. So I, I like Iowa, and we'll see what the uh, over under is too. I kind of lean the under. If it's around like one forty ish, well, again, we'll see what happens with the uh, 
the game tonight against Maryland, but yeah, should be around 140 Sunday, Sunday early morning game. Is that what you said, 11 a.m.? I, I want to say it's uh, like 11. Or it's, no, yeah, I think I, it's early afternoon. I think it's I could, like Yeah, I can see a slow start to that, um, especially yeah, that's, for Iowa traveling from the East Coast on Friday or Saturday. Um, yeah, that was, like I, that. That, that's a good point. I was thinking about that in Georgetown St. John's. Like you talked about the this the other game I was talking about. Um, it's an early game. It's a Sunday morning. It's Super Bowl Sunday. If you're look, I think a good play. You're talking about the the halves. Like you're betting spreads and over unders in the halves. And a lot of the overs are hitting. I think under is a good play in this game. In the half, like even in the first half or as a total, I could see both these teams starting off pretty slow. I like that too, because like just from a number standpoint, um, St. John's is. Five and eight to the over under at home, and in conference in the Big East, they're two and seven overall to the over under. Um, and Georgetown is just two and six to the over under in the Big East. So I think the under is a good play. I was going to say that Georgetown St. John's game under is pretty good play here, too. Even a first half under, I think, is probably my favorite yeah. play. We'll see what it is. I agree, but um, all right. Any, any else college basketball, or is that all we got? That's it. That's all we got. All right, so guys, again. Follow us on the Action app um, if you want to find all of our plays. Uh, just search Between the Lines, a sports gambling podcast. We should come right up. Um, just look for the, the image or the logo that we have. That I've been posting on social media. Um, also, follow us uh, on Twitter. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. Um, I have a couple segments telling us telling you what our Twitter is. Our Twitter handles are, but mine's at CJ Williams 9595 and yours is at, at Aiden Sullivan 3. Yeah, at Aiden Sullivan 3. So, Follow us on social media. Find all of our picks. But that's all we got for episode four of Between the Lines podcast. So, Aiden, as always, thanks. Thanks. Always a pleasure. Got a lot of good picks this weekend. Hopefully we uh, continue the hot streak. But until next week, everybody, happy gambling. Later.